0: Welcome to Tea, a cutting edge podcast exploring the fashion industry through real stories and raw interviews. I'm your host, Rebecca Louie, and my guest today is Merritt Elliott. Merritt is a designer, CEO, and brand builder of companies Current Elliott, The Great, and Emily & Merritt. With over two decades of experience working in the industry, alongside her best friend and business partner, Emily Current, Merritt had so much insight to share about friendship, dedication, and empowerment through fashion. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello. Hi, how are Hi. you?
1: Good, thank you for your patience.
0: Thank you so much for doing this interview with me.
1: Of course, I'm so honored.
0: So, I'd love it if you could start by introducing yourself. What is your name, and how are you connected to the fashion community?
1: Hey, my name is Merritt Elliott, and I am currently the CEO and Creative Director of The Great is a women's clothing line.
0: And how long have you worked in the industry?
1: Oh boy, I have worked in the industry for 23 years. 23 years, yeah.
0: And so after working in the industry for 23 years, what would you describe the industry as being like in a few adjectives?
1: I would say the industry is ever-changing. It is highly competitive. I would say it is extremely exciting.
0: Building off your first adjective of being ever-changing, throughout your career, you have changed what you've done from being a stylist to a designer and a CEO. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about what your career path has been?
1: Sure. Um, Okay, so I met my Friend in college, and we decided to kind of go into business together. And we started after having entry level jobs after college, which we were kind of like assistants in different companies. We were leaning towards becoming stylists. Styling is when you get to work with the clothes and put it onto the model for like a red carpet event or editorial in a magazine or commercial or an advertising campaign. And we just found that that was the most um kind of hands-on way that we could creatively express ourselves in our point of view and fashion and as we became stylists we would learn that we like to be part of the bigger conversation of a brand or a musician or an ad campaign so we started pitching ourselves as consultants so creative consultants so we would come in early on projects and kind of help with the casting and the art direction and the direction of what an artist or an ad campaign should look like holistically and in that journey of consulting we um kind of just as a necessity of stylists is that we just couldn't find jeans that we liked in the market to kind of complete our clients' looks. So we created our own denim line and then became a business with the support of a manufacturing partner. And then we created this denim line called Kern Elliott and uh, went to the market with our first line and kind of learned all the ropes of what it's like to be on the – The beginning part of this fashion process rather than just the end part which is the styling of it we would see things come to life we do a lot of storytelling our imagery we would every season come up with a whole new collection as well as continue bestsellers and we continued that brand it was really successful we sold it in uh, about in 2012 so we started 2008 and um, we continued to style and consult because we knew once that company sold that we'd have nothing to do with it We also kind of expressed ourselves through a collaboration with Pottery Barn, so as stylists and people who had this kind of casual point of view, we did a collaboration with them, which we still have, actually. It's continued on since 2012. We wrote a book, the publishing company Rizzoli, it's a coffee table book called A Denim Story, which is just our point of view and a love affair with denim. And then in 2015, we launched a full collections line, not just denim, but, you know, women's Dresses and wovens and tops and t-shirts and whatnot. That company has grown to be a healthy, mid-sized business. We now are in over 300 stores across the world. We're just about to open our second store in Los Angeles and soon our third. We have about 50 employees and really pretty robust schedule because we have we do women's, we design our, inside our stores, we have a kid's expression, we have a men's expression, we have shoes, we do a sleepwear collection, and then we're going to be doing a collaboration with a brand coming up soon this winter. So in the great itself, there's a lot of different levels. So I guess our day-to-day is mostly the great. We do a little bit of work with Pottery Barn. We no longer style, but that's kind of where I am today.
0: Well, first of all, congratulations on opening a second and soon-to-be-third store. Thank Um, you. So this best friend is Emily Current. Yes, yes. And having worked together for so long and achieving so many things from your whole 23 years of work, what does the collaboration and teamwork process look like behind the scenes?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, Emily and I work really well together, and that's why we've lasted so long. I mean, I think for mostly our moral compass is aimed in the right direction, the same direction, I should say. So we have our core values are aligned, which is great because we never need to recalibrate on them. You know, family first, health first, honesty, integrity, loyalty. And so, you know, once everything is filtered through those benchmarks, you then take the step further and we're able to riff a lot. We're not afraid to share our opinions with each other, but always with respect and an open mind. And we also love the tension of decision making because I think that's the best outcome. I mean, I'll give an example. We have very different body types. I'm tall 5'8", and she's 5'3", and so we can try on the same pair of pants and we always decide, okay, this is going to be a total winner in the market if it fits us both. It also makes everything fun. When you're working with your best friend and you're coming up with an idea or you're working out a problem or interviewing a new candidate or looking for a new store or whatever our day may be, it's just more fun to do with somebody else. We kind of weave in work to life, to motherhood conversations. And so I think we try to inject some humanity into what otherwise would be a pretty intense work day. But, um, you know, in terms of dividing our work, we kind of have this unspoken cadence where we kind of know each other's strengths or how much the other person has on their plate at that moment and kind of jump to certain tasks without even telling each other. And then other things that we're not clear, we'll say, Hey, I'm going to handle the X, Y, and Z. Do you want to do that? But for the most part, we work hand in hand. It's a big job. It's a big responsibility. We are on most the same calls in most of the same meetings, most of the same fitting. We value the collaborative process. And I think it's worked for us so far. Like any relationship, it takes work, it takes mutual respect, it takes laughter, it takes balance, it takes moments away from each other to, to refresh. But um we have found our groove and are really proud of it.
0: That's really inspiring to hear the way that you guys have, like you said, have found your groove and how you two are able to collaborate so well together. I'd love to shift gears a little bit to also talk about the business side of the fashion industry, which you are involved in. So I'd love to know what your experience Founding and creating brands has been like, and also what it's like to be in a leadership position in a big fashion company.
1: Well, I think uh, it it takes exercising a lot of fearlessness and bravery, and the willing willingness. I think when you're trying to make an idea come alive, you have to be willing to be flexible and be able to pivot. Be open-minded. I think anyone who's too rigid in their ideas and the way that they think things can be, it just won't be successful because nothing is exactly how it should be. So if you can apply your tenacity and your ambition towards a goal and then be willing to understand that it, the, the journey could be a little bit different than you anticipated, I think at some point you just work really hard and things unfold how they should be. You know, I'm really proud is a good word for me to say. I'm proud of our work, I'm proud of our company. It's a tremendous responsibility to be in charge. The bigger you grow, the more people you employ, the more people you employ, you're responsible for their, their livelihood, and a lot of them are caring for their families with the income that they make, and our ideas in our organization becomes a responsibility to everyone. So it's a great honor to be able to do that. It's a great responsibility. It's also very much a struggle to find time to be the boss and talk business and then find time to also be wildly creative, which is a demand of our job. So it's a challenge and it's also awesome and also every day is different.
0: I was wondering if you could speak a little more to finding that balance between the creative and the business process also.
1: It is setting boundaries. Everyone wants us to be part of every meeting and every decision making and every checkpoint and every process. And of course, as business owners, we we, uh, want to know what's going on. It's responsible. But at some point we have to let the leaders we've chosen within the organization really own things so that we can find the time and the space to do the job that only we can do. And so we constantly every week have to remind ourselves like, okay, this is something that actually somebody else could successfully do. And then we have to look at ourselves and say, no, this is actually something that we only we can do, and that's what we bring to this. That's probably the biggest challenge, to be honest, is finding the time to to do both.
0: Mary, you're obviously so driven and dedicated to your work, but speaking as a female CEO in the industry, how do gender roles play into the fashion world? What could you tell me about that?
1: Well, um, you know, I think, when Emily and I entered the denim industry in 2007, it was a traditionally a male-ran garmento industry, and the, the roles that women played were kind of not... They weren't empowered positions. They were important, but they were not empowered. And as we kind of endured that experience and then the years beyond we've seen quite a shift is that there's been a lot more women that own business start businesses or the CEOs or the CFOs or the COOs or, you know, any of the executives in a company where we didn't see that as much. So we were part of a shift of tides where women kind of rose up and this kind of older generation of men kind of phased out of the industry. But it's still a thing, I think those people still exist in manufacturing and whatnot and sometimes the way that we're treated is such that is feels a little antiquated but it's way less of an issue now than it was 10 years ago although I do think it is our responsibility as women owners of a business to continue to elevate women in our own company and that includes women who are themselves are whether they're mothers or have responsibility of taking care of maybe their own parents or whatnot just just an innate understanding as women how we need to elevate each other, and that at times takes special understanding and accommodations for women who, can, who need to be able to do it all. And So that, that takes a lot of effort and intention on our part, is to make sure that we give the grace to women within our company that we were given through our years, too. And that it's just kind of like a, an, ever-changing, an ever-changing issue that takes work every day, but it has shifted quite a bit. And also, Emily and I have shifted where we ourselves as humans have become empowered and less fearful and less aware of stereotypes. And we've just kind of risen above it ourselves, just through time and confidence.
0: I noticed in your Emily and Merritt collection, a lot of your different clothes and items have a feminism, girl empowerment theme. Mm-hmm. So does that connect back to your whole idea of elevating more women to be empowered and to take charge?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's been one of our missions, this fearless rising above, you don't have to be one thing, follow your dreams. I know that sounds all so cliche, but since Emily and I kind of grew up together in this industry, we recognized that it took moments of total bravery and carving out spaces for us or Making a seat at the table when it wasn't there for us. So, if that opens the conversation of empowerment to young girls and if we can be role models or potentially create a company that one day can employ people who are interested in this industry, it's such a great honor. But just, just being, feeling proud of that and, and, you know, a lot, yeah, a lot of the sentiments in our, our clothing and whatnot for Emily and Mayor is just that, that, which is just really celebrating power, but, but also friendship. And really redefining what female friendship looks like outside of just fun and play, and that female friendship can actually be really successful and really create something unique in the world, whatever industry you're in, and that by really working together with a friend that you love, it can be a really a joyful and successful endeavor.
0: Which you and Emily are a perfect example of.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you so much, Theo. Thank
1: you. Great question.
0: Thank you so much for meeting with me. I really appreciate it. Okay. Bye, Becca. Bye, Merit. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Tea written, produced, and hosted by Rebecca Louie. To learn more about Merit's story, you can read our latest article posted on our website, which you can find on teepdcst.com. Also, make sure to follow the podcast wherever you listen and on our Instagram at teepdcst. Thanks again. Talk to you soon.